takeoff is the most perilous phase of air travel. If you're gonna crash, that's when it happens. Wait, am I on mic? Yes, Frank. Uh, folks, you were just listening to a new play I wrote. Death at 600 feet. Yeah. I don't think that's making it better. Well, thank you for the note, Scott Rudin. I'm sorry to announce that all our TVs are out. Oh. But you're welcome to read our in-flight magazine featuring an interview with our CEO, Hanuki Atanawa. Oh. Maybe we'll have one of those passenger riots that seem to occur every other day on U.S. Airlines. <laughs> Could I get another seat? No, absolutely not. You chose an economy minus ticket. Please, they're both farting. Welcome into the fourth mother box. I am your co-host Tom Oakery, joined always by the man who just recently blamed a stop sign for giving him cuts on his arm, and we all know he really fell. My other co-host Kyle Casentino. Now, Kyle, straighten some things up here. We need to hear the story. Did you really fall off a bike? No, I did not. I've ne- actually never fallen off my bike, not once, which is surprising because I'm fairly uh, uncoordinated. Um. So you, so you have not fallen off like Rody Joe Miller has fallen off his bike. Is is that to confirm as accurate? That is to confirm as accurate. And and uh, Rody Joe has confirmed that that's not the first time he has fallen off his bike. This is uh, apparently a pattern for him. So I'll be sure to have my phone ready the next time he decides to plot. You need yeah yeah. Anytime you go biking with somebody else, you got to get that GoPro set up, nice and ready to go. Uh, just to be able to watch uh, and see what's going on. Wow, I don't know if the listeners can hear the uh, um, noise in the background, but we have like flash flooding in Arizona right now, so all our phones in the house are going off. Um, when it is rains that, in Arizona. Is that usual? That like never happens, right? This like the the flash flooding that we're getting in Arizona? God no. It's it's like this is this is this is monsoon season, so this probably happens once a year on average we'll we'll just get like a bucket of rain and then it'll be back to 115 before we know it yay how does how does how does a ginger like you survive that i don't know and how's a ginger like me going to survive um florida which is equally just as hot and um, uh i know i know how there's disney world that's how you survive that's how you survive it see kyle see kyle you're you've got the smarts there so Welcome everybody into the fourth mother box today on July 25th. Um, we don't have a topic necessarily to talk about like we normally do. Um, we will be di- discussing all things the Suicide Squad on our next episode after today as we are inching closer and closer to the reveal of that movie, uh, James Gunn's sequel to David Ayer's Suicide Squad. So today's going to be very much of a news show and there's a ton to talk about. And, and Kyle and I have been talking about new things almost on a daily basis here. Um, specifically more on the DC side of things, Um, but that's okay. That's what we prefer. If there's going to be news, we like it to be DC. This is the fourth mother box, for God's sakes. 
Um, and and a, a, a little different, we're going to have a guest join us too in the middle of the show when we do when I do ginger snaps. And today I'm snapping on airport people because I've seen a lot of them in the past 12 days. And boy, oh boy, have they pissed me off. Um, Mike Norot's going to join us. Um, if those of you rem remember, uh, we ripped on him in his favorite movie franchise, The Fast and Furious, several episodes ago. And we're giving him opportunity to uh, join the fourth mother box to, um, you know, defend himself and uh, obviously speak up for the Fast and Furious. But um, I'm warning you now, Mikey, uh, you're walking into your death trap. So <laughs> I digress. All right, let's get it going and let's talk about some DC news. And I'm going to jump from DC to Marvel to Star Wars, just kind of all over the place and. Uh, so sorry about that on the show notes, Kyle. Um, but let's talk about some of the hot button stuff. Particularly, we've been talking about the Batgirl HBO Max, direct to HBO Max movie that's in the works and that's coming along. So I felt like on today's show we were going to talk about the handful of names that were considered for the lead role as Barbara Gordon, a.k.a. Batgirl, in the movie. Um, but then right away, uh, one of the names was already confirmed and she spoke out on the casting of Batgirl. So Into the Heights star Leslie Grace, this is official, uh, has been confirmed to play Batgirl in the upcoming HBO Max movie. So first and foremost, the problem I have with this, not a ginger. What the hell? I've been very, very, very vocal on wanting a ginger to play Batgirl. Uh, obviously I'm still going to see this movie and especially if it lies within Matt Reeves universe, this casting makes a ton of sense and I like it. I have not seen into the Heights. I don't plan on it, but as with most things, I like to give it a solid college try. So Kyle, any initial thoughts on this casting of Leslie Grace? Well, I would just like to point out that it seems like gingers keep getting recast. Here, I'll run down a few names that have gotten recast over uh, maybe the past couple years. We have okay. Wally West, Ariel, Spider-Man's MJ, Jim Gordon, Jimmy Olsen, Jimmy Starfire, Olsen. Hawk Girl, and now Barbara Gordon. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, it seems like they have it out for gingers. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to be honest, is um, I can kind of understand it and maybe even <laughs> encourage it a little bit. You know, I have a feeling that you're upset about this more than I am, Diet Ginger over there, or Stealth Ginger, whichever you prefer, you know, whichever your pronouns are, Diet Ginger or Stealth Ginger, uh, whichever you prefer, that's fine, no judge, you know, I'm a ginger myself, uh, full, full ginger, uh, and this bothers me, this absolutely does bother me, uh, you know, are we going to get a wig? Uh, I think Leslie Grace and a red-headed wig would be stupid, I, unless it works for the story, but it probably doesn't, it just would be pretty stupid. So assuming that they're not going to be using a r accurate redheaded ginger Barbara Gordon Batgirl, I don't know how much more faith I have. You know, it just it just fuels the fire to my, you know, pro that, that there's a pro anti ginger movement out there to see less and less of us beautiful people on screen and depicted, you know, as anything but a bully or some fat clod who who, you know, uh, is addicted to Mountain Dew and bottle cap candy. Wait a second. I'm addicted to Mountain Dew and bottle cap candy. Damn it. They seem to get it right. But you're right, Kyle. You know, you know you're know, you right. You're 
I know you're a secret defender of the gingers, and this probably bothers you too, especially, especially since it's a since it's a woman casting, and you have a thing for redheaded women. You've said it from time to time again. So I don't know, man. It's this is. I'm not upset with Leslie Grace. I trust that. And Into the Heights, I've heard has been very highly reviewed, and people have said good things about it. I, I I'm not going to see it. I'm not in, in the musicals. So I hope she's done a good job and. It doesn't surprise me because she was just on a movie with Warner Brothers and HBO Max, so she was probably on their shortlist. Yeah, I'll just I'll just say that. I'll say this too. It's like it makes sense, especially if you you know it exists in Matt Reeves the Batman, like you were saying. I mean that that makes perfect sense. I've never seen this actor. I've never uh, actress. I've never heard of her before, but um, I I think it you know. All things considered, it's gonna. It should be an interesting film. Oh, it better be an interesting film. Batgirl is essentially a very interesting character, obviously, especially if you go the can, uh, canonically stuff that you know the Killing Joke stuff, where she gets almost murdered and crippled by the Joker. And she can't be Batgirl anymore. She turns into Oracle. So that's you know we want to see a lot of great stuff from Batgirl. So, but anyway, I, uh, yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> I would say this, too, is that I think I would really hope that they don't kind of like water it down like they did Batwoman on the CW. But as we have as we have stated before many times in the past, that the CW just can't do anything right anymore, except for Superman of Lois. And of course, but um, I'm really hoping that they that they do something good with it, maybe get a good Batman villain and uh write a good story and i think you know it really isn't that hard to write a good story i mean involving this world it almost kind of writes itself and sometimes they just i don't know how they fuck it up but but we'll see i guess we'll (laughs) just have to see who would you who would you want to see as the well obviously they're it sounds like they're gonna give us firefly is is there any other villain you'd want to see outside of firefly in the background movie yeah. yeah that's right firefly um i mean I don't I think the Joker would be interesting, but I don't think they should do a killing joke because that's that's going to be too convoluted without having Batman in it. And I'm I'm pretty certain that we probably won't see Batman. Um, He'll probably be heavily mentioned. His presence will be felt uh, outside of Firefly. I think Firefly is a good choice because that is somebody we really haven't seen on the big screen before. And it'll be an interesting take on the character. I don't know. Maybe like a chick villain, because I always feel like maybe that might be a good balance in there. Maybe throw poison, bring poison ivy to the to the screen. Poison ivy would be good. Heck yeah, poison ivy would be great, especially if you can get uh, the dynamic that we've been wanting to see with Harley Quinn and poison ivy. But you might be overloading a movie if you're doing too much. Uh, Yeah, if it be if you know having poison ivy involved in there too. I've I've always enjoyed the stories where there have been multiple multiple villains. That's why I think. Nolan's trilogy works fairly well because there's always multiple villains. There's a main one, obviously, like the Banes and the Jokers. But having those side villains like Scarecrow and Two-Face and uh, Catwoman to a to a sense, to a sense, Catwoman in The Dark Knight Rises. I like that. So maybe maybe Poison Ivy could be there's a sense of her existing and she could be saved for a sequel. Uh, but yeah, it's it's good stuff. Well, even too, I think maybe even the Colin Farrell's The Penguin, if we're here to assume that Matt Reeves, this exists in the Matt Reeves world, 
Colin Farrell's The Penguin would be really an interesting choice because apparently, and I'm sure you you probably had this in the notes somewhere, he's only in the uh, the the Matt Reeves Batman film for like six minutes. Yeah, which is like, which is kind of a shame because one that makeup is unbelievable. That is like you wouldn't even know that that was makeup. You wouldn't even know that that's Colin Farrell. Like I I, I mean I mean if you've seen the pictures, you'd be like. There's nothing Colin Farrell in this character. So I, I think I would, you know, I know I'm going to want to see more of that because we got Danny DeVito Penguin and then we had, um, what's uh, Robin Lord Taylor, I think his name yeah. is from mm-hmm. Gotham, which yep. was a different take for sure. But I kind of want to see more of a Arkham origin, like Arkham Knight type of penguin, you know, kind of like the mob boss that runs everything. I think it would be an interesting take on it because obviously in the 89 Michael Keaton Batman, we got kind of tr- maybe truer to the comics, but kind of want to see an updated penguin. So I, that's what I would hope for. So like maybe a poison ivy, maybe a penguin. That would be cool. Did did Colin Farrell put any weight on for that movie too? No, probably not. No. Um, I know he's, while he was filming it, I saw him on like an interview and he, his hair was a different color. And, and they were asking him, was like, are you the, is this what the penguin looks like? And he's like, no, but I'm, I'm currently filming it. This isn't one, you know, this isn't a part of it. So, okay. I think it's, he's probably just in a fat suit. That's insane. Cause he does look incredibly different. Every time I see pictures, I, I, I it's hard for me to, to, to accept that that's Colin Farrell. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in, I can't wait to see another trailer. Like that's, it really kind of keeps you guessing, too. And um, I just actually read uh, right before the podcast, speaking of, you know, this movie maybe even being connected to the long Halloween. And if it is, if it truly is anyway, then wow. um, the animated long Halloween, Troy Baker, who voices the Joker, he said that it takes these, you know, the graphic novels, the second half of the graphic novel and flips it in in a way that's really cool. So. It looks like we're getting a, you know, not the true to like long Halloween, which I kind of like because I, I, you know, as much as I love the comic books and the graphic novels, it's good to change it a little bit because I don't, I'd like to not, I, you know, um, go in and see something unexpected. It's not like some of the Disney live action remakes. And yes, I'll knock them because some of them has just been like, you know, exactly cartoon to live action the same. Um but I digress. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite Disney live action that they've done thus far? For me, it's Aladdin. No, I think Aladdin was horrible. I, I, well, Get not horrible. Podcast. I let me let me say this. It wasn't horrible. It just, I think it wasn't something that was that great. And here's why: is that they picked the they they had a horrible casting choice for the genie. And I'll defend that by saying I love Will Smith. He is not a singer. He sucks at singing. He is a rapper, and he ruined that fucking role. He is a great genie, but he cannot sing those songs worth a damn. And I will go toe to toe with anybody and defend that. Outside of that, outside of that, the rest of the movie was fine. The, the actors were good. Everybody had great parts. But I, there's something about me, and and I know a lot of Disney fans feel this way about the live action remakes. Is that when you make it like straight from the animated film, like you know, scene by scene almost, then it's just, there's nothing fun about that. 
You know, there's nothing new. There's nothing like you're going to go in and see an unexpected. Like going to see The Lion King, for example, like you, you know you have to go through that god-awful scene where Mufasa, you know, bites the bullet. Like you know you're going to see that. It's it's unavoidable, and it traumatize, It still traumatizes me from my childhood, and you got to see that again. But they really don't offer anything really that new. I mean, it's great visuals. It's great to see them live action, but I almost kind of feel like Maybe they should just leave them in the past, and maybe they should come up with something new. Um, and, and you know, it's kind of like Hercules; like they're they're adapting that. And I don't think that, uh, and, and I believe the Russo brothers are doing uh, are doing Hercules, who did the Avengers. And I think that's going to be an interesting take because that probably won't be a straight adaptation from the animated film. I know the Little Mermaid probably will be, and that again is probably going to be. It, just like the other ones. But I'll say the best one that they've done is Beauty and the Beast. And just because the visuals, the music, it was all on point. The only problem I had with it, and I hate to say it because I love Harry Potter. I'm a huge fan of it. And Emma Watson did great. Emma Watson was wonderful. She sang the songs perfectly. I just don't think she looked the part. I really just don't think she looked the part. She looked she looked, she had too young looking. I don't know. Just didn't fit for me. Hold, hold on. Like, for, first off, Belle is like 16, like 15 or 16 in the movie and in the actual like story that it, that's iterated from. So the young part really doesn't bother me so much for Beauty and the Beast. I want to go back to your, your Will Smith comment. You do know, regardless of who would be put in that role, everybody's being put up against Robin Williams in that iconic performance that nobody, and I mean nobody, could have made better you could have had I, Jesus you know, I, himself I, come I, down and, and be the I genie. I could have thought of like many other people they could have put in that role and it would have been better. Um, mm-hmm. Jack Black, for example, here's a guy that is, he's got a very charismatic personality and he's got his very high, high energy and he knows how to sing really well. Would it be Robin Williams? Nothing will be Robin Williams. And even Will Smith said in an interview when he was talking about it before it came on, he's like, yeah, I had a lot of reservations because, like, there are some roles in Hollywood that are just untouchable. And he's like, but then they kind of, like, pitched it to me, and I thought, well, you know, that's, this makes sense. And I'll say this, too, is that the second Aladdin, because I believe they are doing a second Aladdin, might be better than the first one. Just because here we're going to get maybe a different story that allows the characters to kind of, like, define it themselves. And we're not going to see something but we already know what happens, so... That's a good point. You know, these sequels that they're making off of these movies, you know, albeit finally getting original stories, they could be really good, you know, especially if you get some writers who take liberties with the characters. So that's a good point. That's a good point. And I, and I don't want to hash that too much longer since we got too much, a ton to go through. So pretty good, pretty good uh, rant there that we had off there. But let's go opposite of the spectrum to Marvel real quick. Um, speaking of weird remakes and sequels, um, Space Jam it knocked Black Widow way off her perch. Uh, Black Widow wow. suffered worst. Yeah, Black Widow suffered the worst box office collapse in MCU history, history getting beat out by Space Jam, uh, the new legacy, and it's second week in theaters. Black Widow, it's second week in theaters. So <laughs> I'm going to be petty here. So technically... DC better than Marvel here because um, a bunch of DC characters showed up into Space Jam, A New Legacy. Uh, I, I haven't seen it yet, but this is a Warner Brothers property. So Batman, Superman, um, Wonder Woman, I think Lola Bunny had, did something with the, 
the Amazons and Wonder Woman in the movie. I don't know. But 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 I'm just saying technically technically DC better than Marvel here. Uh, I'm just saying. Can we cut the rest of that film out and just watch the DC parts? <laughs> I think I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to fast forward to the DC parts. So, after an 80 million dollar opening for Black Widow, Black Widow dropped 67.5%. Uh, the drop was so severe so severe the national association of theater owners opted to release a statement blaming disney's decision to release black widow both in theaters and on disney plus premiere access at the same time they blamed this on um, this major fall so you've got the uh, again national association of theater owners right so people who are very much for the movie theaters and keeping the movie theaters open and, and we all know what COVID did to movie theaters and go go back to the movie theaters people if you can please for the love of god let's let's keep them open this is a good american pastime they are lashing out at disney and marvel for releasing on disney plus you know basically saying it's it's given the people the chance to stay inside and watch it now I watched Black Widow on uh, Disney, you know, Disney Plus, but that was because I was on a flight and and I wanted to watch it and comment on it, and I needed something to do while I was flying to Chicago. So this this is a big drop, Kyle. I don't know what you think about this. Well, I'm not surprised, and I don't think it releasing on Disney Plus affected sales as much. I mean, this is a new thing that came out of the pandemic, so it's still in its infancy about. You know, where they release it at home, but also in the theaters. And I saw Black Widow in the theaters. And I can tell you this, and we talked about this last time, that film was a complete misfire. There were good elements to it, but they fucking ruined Taskmaster. And the the villain, fat evil man, as you called him, which I, I still don't know his name, is forgettable. It's largely forgettable. They could They could have just done like a movie about Red Guardian or made the new Black Widow, um, you know, uh, Florence Pugh's character, Yelena Belova. They could have made that the movie and it would have been better. But this, I swear, they phoned this one in. I swear they just phoned this one in. They're just like, ah, oh, we got to release a Black Widow movie. Let's throw any shit at the wall and that's, you know, call it a movie. That's why it's not doing well. And maybe a lot of people really like this movie, but I feel like there's a consensus about Taskmaster that they completely completely like fucked him up or her yeah. oh, spoiler alert sorry <laughs> i guess it Big, doesn't matter i mean no. think of it if this was like avengers endgame or infinity war or like captain america or iron man like this wouldn't have been an issue people would still be seeing it and that's not like a like a knock on female superhero characters i mean if you know i think wonder woman 1984 there was no problem nobody complained about that and it was the same thing i think it did pretty well right I, I didn't look at the numbers of it but i know that movie you know had its issues as well so but you know everybody loves wonder woman i mean i love wonder woman so i i watched it twice yeah so did i i, I um in that movie specifically did not release with any like premiere access that was on hbo max and if you had a subscription to hbo max you saw it 10 a.m christmas morning the same day it released to theaters so and if I remember correctly, it had a decent intake, you know, and there it was adjusted for COVID times. So I get your point there. I get your point. And, you know, I, I hate to beat a dead horse, but with Black Widow, but it just does not surprise me based on what we spoke about and just the day and age we live in with movies and stuff right now. So I'll eventually get around to seeing Space Jam A New Legacy. There is a bunch of DC, you know, cameos in there uh, and 
you know, I saw the first Space Jam. I, I, I cannot stand LeBron James for many reasons, so it's going to take me a while to probably see that movie. But that, that's something on. maybe you, you just watch in, uh, clips on YouTube. Yes. You got that right. So, ooh. Should have been Kobe War. Bryant. So, yeah, well, it, it would have been great if it was Kobe Bryant. Uh, but obviously they couldn't do that. R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. Um, really, it could have been anybody else, and I would have been happy with that. Bring back, or bring back Michael Jordan. I'm, oh, I'm, he would have never done it. He would have never done it. He doesn't need the money. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, whatever. I mean, all right, use Dennis Rodman. I mean, what's he doing? He was in a few movies. That's true. That's true. He was, he was in a few, but but he's he's – his his career is just way too <laughs> there's way too much shit in the closet and even the stuff that we know about is crazy so <laughs> that's true all right moving on uh speaking of another direct to hbo max movie uh this was a little bit later breaking news this week uh but michael b jordan will be playing and this is confirmed i believe collider had the exclusive michael b jordan will be playing val zod in a direct to hbo max movie so those of you who are unaware, Val Zod, who's Superman on Earth 2, one of the last Kryptonians of his universe, he's the second to use the mantle of Superman. Uh, Val Zod is an orphan. Uh, Jor-El and Lara-El did adopt him and aid him, Kara and Kal-El, and I believe another child um, get off of Krypton before it you know, exploded and was destroyed. So this is going to be an Earth 2 version of Superman. So could this Superman be in the same universe as Matt Reeves, the Batman? There's a very big potential. Again, the Flash movie leaves a lot of things up in the air. There could be connections to this. You know, we're going to get DC's multiverse in the Flash movie. So this opens up all. And, and, and I love that the, this is a payoff for, you know, Kyle, you and I, when they announced the J.J. Abrams production company, produced backing you know uh tale of a black superman a black cal l in a period piece you and i were said okay we'll watch it but why not valzad why not steel why not things that currently exist and look at this we're getting valzad man i'm pretty pumped for it i don't know about you well that's gonna be, it's gonna be a limited hbo max tv series is what i read uh, earlier oh, today okay. and then they're they're doing the period piece still uh, of like a, you know, a black uh, Superman that's supposed to go under the name of Clark Kent, but that uh, Clark Kent Cal Cal L. But that one, there's less details about that, so I think we we might have to wait to see what that one's all about. But I believe it is confirmed, and it hasn't uh, for Valzad. It hasn't been confirmed whether Michael B. Jordan will be playing Valzad, but he is, I think, producing it or directing it. But it's his it's his thing. It's, 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 I, I'm, he has to play Valzad. I think he's, if, I think he's the perfect Valzad adaptation. If you're going to take Superman and have a black, you know, actor jump into that role, why not Michael B. Jordan? I think he's in his prime to do it. He's, he's great in comic book movies that we've seen him in thus far. Why not? He's, he's got the, he's got the physique. He's got the acting chops. I mean, he, he definitely would be a, uh, a perfect casting for it for sure. And yes, I even met the Fantastic Four, you know, role. You know, the movie itself might have sucked, but he still was okay. So that movie was horrible. Like, yes, that that movie actually had a lot of potential. It really did. But it was just kind of like 
they spent way too long on the origin and like the build up to like a five minute bullshit fight at the end. Whatever. <laughs> well, I'm hoping once again. I'm hoping the Fantastic Four we eventually get after Spider-Man's, um, you know, Spider-Man three and the, his messed up the multiverse. I hope it, hope it finally delivers what people want to see. Because um, I, I know, maybe, yeah, I know maybe one person who enjoys the OG Fantastic Four movies. So they they're wrong. <laughs> um, moving it along, so. You know some of the some of the good stuff that we're looking forward to with Marvel, and I don't want to bash on Marvel, so I'll jump around and talk about What If. Um, what If is debuting 8-11-2021. so that is coming up. It is close. You know we're close to August, and the debut of the What If Marvel show is coming up. So Marvel's plan for the series was to have actors originally portray characters in MCU films and reprise their roles. So at San Diego Comic-Con in 2019, Kevin Feige revealed a cast of these actors, uh, which included the following. I, I've got a long list of people to, to name out. But the reason I want to mention this is because What If is coming up. This is something that both Kyle and I are very excited to see. And check out all of these names that are reprising roles in the MCU. Uh, right off the bat, Speak of the Devil, Michael B. Jordan is Killmonger. Sebastian Stam is Bucky Barnes. Josh Brolin is Thanos. Thank God we're getting Thanos again. Oh, I can't. I'm so excited about that. Um, I'm not excited about Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner coming back, um, but alas, he'll be playing it. Tom Hiddleston is Loki. You know, we just got six episodes of that, and give me more. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson is Nick Fury. I mean, obviously, Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Haley Atwell is Peggy Carter. Chadwick Boseman in his last performance is King T'Challa. Karen uh, Jillian is Nebula, Jeremy Renner is Clint Barton, Paul Rudd is Scott Lang, Michael Douglas is Hank Pym, Neil McDonough is Dum Dum Dugan, um, I have no idea who that is, Dominic Cooper is Howard Stark, uh, Sean Gunn is Craglin of Bob Fontari, uh, Queen Padme Amidala is Jane Foster, uh, David Desk, <laughs> something, <laughs> uh, David Desk Malchian is somebody named Kurt, who, who the fuck is Kurt? Do you know what this is? I mean, I'm sure all the MCU stands listening to our show are probably like, Kurt is blah, 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 but I have no idea who that is. Um, uh, maybe he's, he's the guy that cleans Thanos' golden toilet. That he ooh, good call. Kurt Kurt the plunger. Uh, he's the toilet guy. <laughs> it's the toilet guy. Stanley Tucci is Abraham Erkstein. Uh, Taika Watiti is Korg. Um, I'm going through, let's see, looking at more notable names. Jeff Goldblum is Grandmaster. Uh, Michael Rooker as Yandu. Um, let's see here. Feige also announced that Jeffrey Wright had been cast as the Watcher. So Jeffrey Wright making the jump from Commissioner Gordon coming over to play the Watcher, who narrates the series. Um, this year, earlier in January, Frank Grillo confirmed that he had worked on the series, reprising his role of Brock Rumlow. And uh, just this month, Seth Green was revealed to be reprising the role as Howard the Duck, as was Andy nice. Serkis as Ulysses Claw. Um, and I really like the Claw character. Uh, I want to see more of that. He was good. Yeah, he was. He was really good. That'll be a, that'll be a good addition. It will be. And um, just to close it out, Variety reported that several characters, such as Tony Stark, Steve Rogers. Um, Stephen Strange and Carol Danvers would be voiced by different voice actors and who normally portray them in MCU films. So you, that's kind of a shame. Do you think do you think there will be any uh, mystery roles or like cameos? Like, 
like, wouldn't it be awesome if we got Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman? I mean, come on. I mean, it's oh, like they don't even have to suit up. They just lend their wonderful voices, and it's it should it should happen. Hugh Jackman. I mean, it's, what if, it's what if. What if, right? I mean, they it's could true. probably they could just do it. That would be spectacular. I would welcome it. I would absolutely adore it. And and I'll give you the credit and call it out first if we get Hugh Jackman or like a Ryan Reynolds to show up just randomly in one of these episodes to interact with our characters. That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. Better happen. Yes, How many sir. episodes so, is this? How many episodes is it going to be? What you know? if... Give me a second to find out. I want to say it's definitely in the handful of episodes um, of like at least double digits. So what if episodes? How many? How many do you want? I I want as many as they'll give us. That's what I think. Well, we're getting ten episodes. I was right. Ten episodes. Nice. At least that's what. No, I might have been wrong. You know, the power of the internet sometimes can be very wrong. So we are getting well. The one article said ten episodes. So we're we're getting at least ten. That's what I. That's what I'm pretty sure of. And I'll I'll you know update um, this. No, no, it is ten episodes according to Wikipedia. Okay, according to Wikipedia, we're getting ten episodes. So at least we're getting double digits. It's it's more than six, and but not as many as like the Bad Batch season where we're getting sixteen episodes of that. Um, how are you on the Bad Batch thus far, by the way? I am on episode eight. Episode eight. Okay. Uh, you've started it or you, you need to start episode eight. I need to start episode eight. Okay. Okay. Shit. Th this is a good episode. Um, hit me up when you're done with it. There's a character at the end who's a pretty prominent character from the clone wars. So good stuff. Good stuff. Come along. How are you liking it so far? It's definitely getting better. It's, um, I, I don't think I would have liked it. It was, if it was kid centered, but it, it seems like there's again, like, there's a good story that they're writing here, and I'm glad that it's kind of not in the same feeling of the Clone Wars, which was just brutally hard to watch. So, but yeah, it's definitely getting better and growing on me a lot. Good, good to hear. I can't wait till you're caught up. Um, yeah, there's episode 13 was this week. I won't get too deep into it, but it was that episode was you know it was good. It was kind of filler. It moved the series this the story along just a little bit, but I'm I'm ready for the last three episodes to start wrapping up and things really to hit the fan. I want to see Crosshair and the Bad Batch go toe to toe. Um, but we're looking forward to what if we're, we're, we're looking forward to the rest of the Bad Batch. And what I'm looking forward is a, particularly a theme park, some theme park news that we've had here, Kyle is. So you've seen happily ever, ever after the castle projection show at magic kingdom, correct? Yeah. I think I saw it for the first time when I was there with you guys. Yes, I knew the answer to that. I was just kind of making the listeners sound like I didn't know. So way to break the fourth wall, Kyle. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so Happily Ever After uh, is going to be done. Now I'm talking not just taking a break for the, fifth, the special 50th Castle Projection Fireworks Show. It is retiring. Done, done. Um, the, That's bullshit. Which, which is crazy because the show before then, Wishes, lasted a heck of a lot longer than ooh, how, five years. And one of those years, it didn't operate all that long in 2020. Uh, so happily ever after, you, you know, going away uh, to replace by the special 50th show, uh, 50th anniversary show, which I'm excited about. But 
And we know that the 50th anniversary, the celebration is going to last into 2023 for many reasons. Uh, COVID fucked that up. Um, I think the fact that Disney just wants to get through with everything that they want to get through with. And but what's going to happen after that? You know, obviously, they're just going to make a brand new show. Why not just bring Happily Ever After back? You know, it's it's a very popular show. I don't know. Kind of weird. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. But I, I don't <laughs> doubt that the 50th show will be nothing less than spectacular. You need to try to make it out before the end of the year since you since you have a place to stay now, essentially. That's off property. But is it, I mean, is, isn't that kind of like taking away from the experience? It's true, but you can go ahead and spend the money on, on the resort hotel if you want to. <laughs> it's true. And they're getting rid of magic bands now, right? Yeah, everything's going to go straight to the to your phone. Uh, so through my Disney experience, I, I think it's going to be a lot easier. Uh, magic bands are, well, I believe they're they're getting rid of like the free option with the magic bands. So I know that for a fact they're not giving complimentary ones out anymore because I know for our trip that we're staying at the Grand Floridian at before the cruise, we had to pay for a magic band, but it was like 10 bucks. So they're definitely getting rid of the free options. I know that for sure. But are they're so they're not getting rid of them altogether. So they're still going to keep them. I believe so. Oh, good. So you know the my Disney my experience app isn't. My issue with it is it's like it's sluggish and like it doesn't load fast enough. I don't know. I don't want to go through that. They need to update that app if they're gonna if they're gonna make that change. Mm-hmm. There is because you just know as well as I do. Like if if you're waiting for Rise of the Resistance and you got to go through that app, it's going to be a pain in the ass. Oh, knock on wood, um, it's it was good to me just recently in Disneyland, um, but I was sitting in the hotel waiting for seven a.m. So you're right. And there was just recently an update on the Android part of that app where if I didn't email the My Disney Experience team, I would have never known what to do on how to fix the issue. So. Uh, yeah, get on, get on my Disney experience, at least, at least making it better for the users. You know, we rely on getting the boarding group and this is exactly what I told the, my Disney experience user. When I emailed them, I said, I'm going to be in Hollywood studios in literally two weeks and I need to get a boarding group and you're not letting me get a boarding group outside of using this, you know, app, you know, I, I can't go to guest experiences and have them do it for me. Otherwise I'd be cheating. So, and credit to Disney, they got back to me, the, you know, pretty much under 24 hours and said, you know, we apologize. There's an issue with Android app. Here's the fix. So I appreciate that. Um, you know, another thing I appreciate Kyle is, um, beignet. Oh, hell yeah. Beignet. Um, but when specifically, um, what was I looking for? Uh, the animate the the animated cast that was released for the injustice movie that's coming out. Did you see all of that? Yeah, yeah, I definitely seen all that. I'm a little disappointed about Batman's casting, but I, I would always be disappointed if it's not Kevin Conroy. So that's just me. But it is an interesting cast. Yeah, and I've got I've got the list it's in different. front of me. It's, it's different, different too. Do you know any of these names? And I'm I'm gonna jump around to the to the popular ones. So we've got a Justin Hartley as Superman, Anson Mount as Batman, Laura Bailey as Lois Lane, and Rama Kushna. Uh, let's see, Jimmy Olsen's in the movie, Green Lantern's in the movie, Cyborg's in the movie, Brandon Michael Hall is playing Cyborg, 
Mr. Terrific and Killer Croc in the movie Plastic Man, Harley Quinn being played by Jillian Jacobs. Uh, I always It's always tough for me. I think Tara Strong is the perfect voice cast for Harley Quinn. Yes. So, um, Tara, Tara Strong, too, who we haven't made mention on the show. You know who she plays on Loki? The, t- uh, the little TVA thing. The Miss little Minutes. animated time clock thing. Miss Minutes, yeah. Miss Minutes. That's cool. That was cool. Because a lot of people were more frightened of Miss Minutes than they were of He Who Remains in that season finale. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Uh, we're getting The Flash and Shazam. Uh, Derek Phillips is voicing Nightwing and Aquaman. Kevin Pollock as the Joker and Jonathan Kent. Have you ever Which heard? Kevin Pollock, Kevin Pollock is a he's he's been in Hollywood for a long time. He's actually an amazing, amazing impressionist of other actors. So I don't oh. doubt he's not going to do really, really well of of the Joker. So yeah, if you've never seen him before, just YouTube Kevin Pollock impressions because he's he's really good. And I I love me a good impressionist, but not everybody is really good at it. But he's he's dead on with a lot of uh, you know the characters that he the people that he's impersonated. So I'm looking forward to that. The one that I didn't understand is Justin Hartley as Superman, and it was kind of like the same thing with the Batman Lego Movie where they cast Ralph Fiennes as like he had voiced actor, he was a voice actor for somebody else in the movie, and then they had Voldemort. And I'm like, you didn't have Ralph Fiennes voice Voldemort. He is Voldemort, damn it. <laughs> and Justin Hartley was the Green Arrow on Smallville, and he's not the voice actor for Green Arrow in Injustice, which doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, like, come on, this is fan service. What the fuck? I know. We'll see. I'm, I mean, I'm still really mad about Lego Batman, and it was like a small scene with Ralph Fine or with uh, Voldemort. But for the love of fucking God, I mean, what the hell? Pay pay the studio what they need to pay to have him do it. But like, ridiculous. I I still haven't seen uh, Lego Batman. Is it is it any good? I traditionally like. I don't. I don't like non-serious Batman roles and like that's like obviously a kid-centered movie but it's it's a decent watch. I mean they make references to the Nolan trilogy and then uh the Batman vs Superman. So like it you know it has its funny moments. It's kind of like a fun watch. It's not something to be taken seriously, but Batman kind of is like a a dumb Bruce Wayne. He's kind of like a dumb Batman who's like a super narcissist. I don't know. I mean, it's not something that's like like a hardcore DC fan would need to see. Right, yeah. I get that. I get that. But is at least entertaining. A lot of people really respond well to it. So, I mean, a lot of people really liked it. And a lot of people have told me, like, have, like, scolded me when I told them that I didn't see the Lego Batman movie. So, and I eventually finally watched it. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's I've, I've ditched uh, YouTube TV until... I get to Florida, so we're relying on streaming services right now. So I, I think I'll I'll put that on my list this week if I get a chance to to watch it. I just saw it on HBO Max the other day, and I was like, yeah, that's that's probably something I should watch. Yeah, like on kind of like a lazy Sunday afternoon. <laughs> that works. I mean, maybe I can hell essentially do it today um, once we're done with the podcast and I get everything up updated. So. Um, but yeah, 
Anyway, moving along. Did you did you see the Superman and Lois this week? Um, because I lost YouTube TV, I've been having a hell of a time trying to find where to stream the most recent episode, but I have not seen it. So have you seen the episode The Eradicator yet? I have. Uh, okay. You can watch, you watch it on the CW. The CW app? Yeah, the CW oh. app. They have it. All right. Um, I've I'll actually never even heard of YouTube TV, so I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, check it out. It's good stuff. It's it's price is fair, but it's it's pretty it's pretty good pretty good cable. Um, you're not your typical cable, so it's good stuff. But give us and I'm okay with spoilers. Give us give us a little breakdown of the episode. What'd you think? Um, you know, I didn't really nothing really felt like it was going on. I think it was just kind of like a an episode that was kind of like moving us forward more than anything, and. Uh, do you do you want me to give you kind of like what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us what happened. I want to know. I'm okay with it. Okay, so, um, so Morgan Edge is in prison, and then he like meditates, and then he gets this like superpower, and then he like obviously breaks out of prison, and he leaves he leaves the universe, so like Superman can't even find him, and so they're they're kind of like looking for him, and it's more. Uh, I mean. Again, there's not a lot that happens in this episode. It's just kind of like more of moving the the episode forward. So I, I kind of think like this is going to transition into like more stuff happening in the upcoming episodes. But so it wasn't definitely the one before it where they capture Morgan Edge and everything. Definitely is not as big as that one, I'll say. Okay, not as big as that, but but the Eradicator still... Um, do you feel like the episode fell flat? I know, I know. Last week's episode, you were a little down on it. It, it kind of got a little flat a bit, but again, like you know, I think um, they probably have a lot of room to play with, so they're kind of just maybe filling in some details and, and moving the story forward. I, I don't think it's like anything that. I, I wouldn't say it was bad. I would just say it was just kind of like your TV epi- filler episode. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I can't wait to check it out still because I very much am invested in this only CW, this CW universe show. And, and I, I haven't seen a lick of Stargirl yet, but um, I think I might check that out because you you were the one that told me people are really high on Stargirl, right? People are. Yeah. And, and I would say, too, is like the story is good, but for some reason it felt a little bit more kid centered. I got a little. I had a little some problems with some of the costumes that they they had done, but it's definitely better quality than the CW uh, shows. And this this doesn't it doesn't it's not connected with the CW universe. It doesn't seem like anyway. But um, oh. but yeah, just starting it out. There's like a real good relationship between Stargirl and her father, who's played by Luke Wilson. So I definitely would recommend it. I I don't know, kind of like maybe for younger people. Okay, maybe I'll give the pilot a chance or something like that. So, um, well, it's we've reached the point of the show where it's time to ginger snaps on airport people. But before I get to that, I want to introduce a guest who had just joined us on the fourth mother box. And like I made mention, we were going to be bringing this individual on earlier to rebuttal against the tirade that we had against Fast and Furious. And we threw Mike in there a little bit, but welcome, Mr. Mike Norrott. To the fourth mother box, Mike. How the hell are you today? I am fantastic. Can you guys hear me good? We can hear you very, very well. Kyle, can you hear Mike all right? Yeah. How's it going, PCP? 
It's going. It's going. All right. So, um, oh, yeah, go ahead. before I give Mike a chance to rebuttal, I'm going. I wanted to invite him in around the ginger snaps time. Um, so I'm going to ginger snap on airport people quickly. Um, well, not quickly. We'll we'll do it like we normally do. And then, Mike, I'll give you your chance. And then I just warn you, beware of what you're walking into, buddy. <laughs> I, I know better. <laughs> All in good fun. But first and foremost, okay. Airport people. And when I say airport people, I have all the fuel in the world to be talking about this because in the past 12 days, for reasons I've mentioned on this podcast and I've mentioned on Jedi Talk of why I've had to fly to Chicago and then to Orlando within a matter of 12 days. Um, reasons already explained that, um, but I had to do it. So these scum of the earth and the ha- ha- must have their conventions in airports. I am convinced of it. Where to begin with the people of the airport? It's like every time you go, you get first time flyers. It feels like they have the collective, you know, you know, it feels like the collective IQ of the people you fly in the airport with is crammed. Ha, my name is Peanut. And my school won't let me pass the first grade because they smiled. My smarts was the color yellow. That's literally everything they say. Okay. I recently flew Southwest about four times in 12 days. Southwest Airlines has to be the middle of the road airlines. They do things right, like price, and they can prove on what they offer, um, but but they can't approve on what they offer, like United Airlines and American Airlines has, like TVs on every seat and a little bit more leg room. But most of America takes Southwest Airlines because the cabin the cabin continuously smells like a fart. Okay, that's how you know most of, of America is taking Southwest Airlines. Southwest makes it clear as fucking day that you line up by the number on your fancy little paper the attendant with her resting bitch face and chin diaper on handed you. Okay, C-25 means you wait for the smart people like myself who either gets early bird check-in or pays attention to their flight and gets on at exactly 24 hours behind beforehand. Um, when I was doing all of this uh, and sitting in the airport waiting for my flight, I heard some fat Linda complain about being right on time and still ending up with C. Uh, a seaboarding group, but I call bullshit Fat Linda. Um, she was a borderline contestant for a TLC reality show anyway. So then you finally get in line. This is where the fart smell begins to intensify, and you get the blank stares on the faces of 100 and human, 180 human beings that look like they just watched the Two Girls One Cup video for the first time. How is this hard to comprehend? You should have learned math and numbers years ago. What about one of the one out of the nine children that you bought with you? Surely they can count and know that B1 does not mean you go ahead of A10 for fuck sake. Once boarding is done, and don't get me started on these cheaters with the pre-board status, okay? You fucking old people and, and kids, okay? Just because you two-parented a demon spawn or three doesn't mean you should be given the privilege to board before me. I'm 6'2", solid-ass man, and I need every chance to jump up ahead of your bad parenting asses to get an exit row, or even better, the first row on Southwest. Hashtag tall people unite. I know the two of you don't understand. But once you get on, you have to crawl through the world's smallest hallway to find a seat next to a stranger who just opened up their bag of food from the Indian food place in the food court, and it spells worse than your average 7-Eleven. Uh, but still better than Tucson, Arizona. That's right, Tucson. You just got ginger snapped. Okay. You're strapped in for four hours with people who still, at the age of 45, can't figure out how to put the right fucking shapes in the right hole at the doctor's office waiting room. So naturally, they don't understand the seatbelt light or the giant light that says someone is currently in the bathroom dumping out. The poor flight attendants, too. My God, how many times do they have to remind idiots to sit the fuck down? Let alone now they have to remind people to put their false sense of security, I mean masks, 
up from around their chins. They deserve a giant pay raise because whatever they get is not enough. They have to deal with the worst form of humanity several times a day. As I wrap up today's snap on airport people, this is my call to America for the love of John Bradshaw Layfield. Please follow the simplest of rules at the airport and stop acting like Lisa Trevor from Resident Evil. It's almost like they're all rushing onto the plane before me so they could sit down and watch their favorite movie franchise, The Fast and Furious. So that's my snap on airport people today. And my segue right directly into you, sir, Mike. So we raged on people last week or several weeks ago. You, sir, go right ahead in rebuttal. Um, Of course, if you have any thoughts on airport people, please give us. But uh, the floor is yours. Well, you're right about those airport people. I've encountered quite a few. Um, All right. So here we go. This is where Ginger Snaps meets Shell Shock. And I am very shell-shocked about your segment a few weeks ago. Let's start with your comment about half-naked men. <laughs> Is that a wrestling uh, you know, comment? Because I can totally call you out on that one. Go right ahead. I've, I've made no bones about backyard wrestling and, and sort of halfway wrestling myself. So go right ahead. Call me out on it. I was a backyard wrestler. Well, we're not going to go backyard wrestling. We're going to go to where you had that one and only match with Strychnine, where he was half naked. I believe he was in biker shorts and wrestling boots and possibly knee pads. So right there. Didn't Tom get naked then at that match? The crowd was wishing I got naked, but I stayed in. um, I wore my uh, license, my, my branded um, tights and uh, I think I wore a singlet and then pants I got from Mexico or something. Uh, but yes, yes, Strict Nine. Um, was that the name he was going by during that match too? Yeah, he was going by no, or he was going by Avance, right? Uh, he was Strict Nine at that time. Okay, yeah, just for that for that match. I think anything uh, Smash was running, it was uh, always Strict Nine. Was Strict Nine uh, afraid that his uh, Tom's crotch might burn him because it's on fire? <laughs> No, he was just happy to be wrestling somebody over six feet again instead of having to go up against Mike all the time in practice. And we never practiced. I think maybe once, but that was before PCW. Ah, well, it was it was a joke on your shortness. You too, Kyle. Suck it. Well, to be fair, all those guys at PCW were pretty short. So, anyway, uh, so that's fair. We got we got that out of the way. Um, now, see, I, I wrote down everything as they happened. So maybe I'll skip around, but I want to go right into the memes. This is where we kind of agree. I do hate the memes. I thought they were annoying and childish, and there was no point to them. And it was a poor way to pretty much diss the franchise. Really, you're going to make a meme that talks about Vin Diesel and his family, whatever. We get it. You hate the movies, and you're going to make stupid memes about it. However, the reason I posted that meme in particular was because it, it was pretty much a dig towards Batman. Now, as a Batman fan, I it took a second to realize what I was about to do, but I'm like, screw it. It's Tom. It's always good to get him ginger snapped once in a while. 
So that that's where I was going with it. But I understood the whole thing about Batman having a family and his universe of characters and heroes. But it was a poor excuse of a dig. So there, there's that meme. Okay, that makes sense. Well, yeah, we're on the same page with the with that stupid, stupid meme of of family. I mean, it was funny the first couple, and it was getting up to the levels. If not, might have surpassed the goddamn Bernie Sanders meme with the mittens during the inauguration. Ugh, I don't know which one I hated worse. <laughs> I mean, seeing Bernie Sanders every five seconds was bad enough, but scary. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's get to the Paul Walker situation out of the way. All right. So. When that first came out about him dating a 16-year-old when he was, what, 32, 33, I did a little research then, and there was conflicting reports about it. And then when I did research after this, same thing, conflicting reports. They met when she was 16, but they weren't possibly dating. But then there was reports of him dating her at that time. So it's one of those situations where you, you, you don't know. It's kind of like, you know, typical media these days about everything else. You know, with the politics and all that, you don't know what's true. You know, and you know what, it, what shit they're really saying. So I think when it comes to that, we don't know. So we can't really go and say, oh, he deserved to get, you know, fast and furious into a tree. We just can't really say that <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> I believe Kyle said that. <laughs> I did say that, and I, I feel awful for saying that. But I'm, I mean, that joke has been made many times. I mean, yeah, when, if it comes to a real pedophile that's and you know molesting children, sure they should go fast and furious up into a tree and blow up too. But we, when it comes to Paul Walker, we just don't know, and his character was important in the movies. So that that's why it was a big deal for everyone to get sad, and you know the whole family. Got mad and sad, so there's that. All right, so I'm gonna skip to the Wendy's comment. Wendy's, uh, Wendy's Frosty, you are willing <laughs> to throw a Frosty into my face, punch me with a Frosty. First of all, like Kyle said, that's just a waste of a Frosty. And second of all, I will find a way to consume that entire Frosty. I don't care <laughs> if it's on one direction and the other. That's a good oh, that's... point. I, I feel like if somebody threw a frosty at me, I wouldn't be mad about it. I would just eat the frosty out of, on off of my face. I just being a good friend and throwing Michael Frosty. That's really all I'm doing. You know, I swung by the Wendy's on my rant after Fast and Furious and thought he wanted a frosty. Um, uh, Mike, what's your Wendy's order these days? Um, it, it, between the Junior Bacon Cheeseburgers and Nuggets. Or a Baconator once in a blue moon. Or the good old spicy chicken sandwiches. It's not uh, number two, no cheese, extra pickle. <laughs> and you have to borrow a dollar from somebody? We, we know what franchise that is. And they have the worst, <laughs> I believe they have the worst burgers in the world. But that's a whole nother debate. And I'm sure that, I'm sure that guy will disagree with me on everything I say. So, um, all right. Have you even seen a movie, Tom? Yes, one of them in theaters. It was the second, um, the one in Tokyo. Maybe it wasn't the second. The, the Tokyo Fast and Furious, and that was that was enough to know what I needed to know about the franchise, trust me. Well, okay, so I'll give you that one. That 
movie was I didn't think it was a bad movie in itself, but it, it was just a totally different movie in itself. And at the time, I didn't think it had anything to do with the franchise. Up until the end, where Vin Diesel shows up, races the kid, which ends up being used later down the road. But so you haven't seen it, basically, you don't know the whole story. And yet you're going to comment on one particular scene in Fast uh, 7 where you were wrong about they were not on a parking lot, in a parking lot. They were on top of a parking garage where bombs are being tossed at. So essentially, maybe possibly, you know, physics will allow it in real life that if you stomp the ground as it's cracking, it may just break and, you know, collapse. Since they were in a parking garage, it made it even easier for the whole thing to collapse at just one little stop. So this is why you... Did we lose Mike? I think we lost Mike. Oh, boy. It still says he's in here. I didn't drop him. I swear to God. Mike, you still there? Did you lose me? Yeah, lose you for, really? lost you for a second. You were you were talking about how you hated the Vin Diesel kicking on the parking garage. God damn it! <laughs> we can hear you, Mike. Can you hear us? That's a great poster, by the way, in the background. That is an excellent poster. For the I listeners think- who can't see it, it's a it's a poster of the OG Turtles movie, live action. Yes, sir. Was was that the secret of the use one that he had? Um, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. Okay. The, but anyway, uh, the, the whole thing. Yeah, uh, it looks uh, like it. Mike just left. We'll obviously give him a chance to come back. Um, but Mike's reacting to obviously our Fast and Furious rant uh, that we had on these. God, oh, there he is. So, can you hear us uh, now, sir? We, I think I can. Here we go. Okay. All right. Where did I leave off? Um, you were talking about how got, that got awful of a scene that was when Vin Diesel pooped and then um, the parking garage collapsed. Oh yeah, yeah, there we, yeah, the, the pooping incident. So you were saying that he they were in a parking lot, which would be flat on the ground, but they were in a parking garage where bombs were being thrown at. So this is why you need to watch the movie so you know actual information. No, I don't want to watch Fast and Furious. You don't know what you're missing. I think you should. I mean, what keeps bringing you back? What keeps bringing you back to this franchise? I I have to know the appeal. Okay. Well, let me start when the first movie did come out and I was, what, 15, 16. I actually did hate it. But it was for the reasons of, you know, at that time, you know, women, all they cared about were the good looking dudes, you know, muscles and fast cars. So that I, that probably annoyed me, and I just didn't want to watch it anymore. So as I got older and, you know, people, I guess, got more mature, maybe not these days, but um, I watched Fast and Furious 4, and that is what pulled me into, you know, understand the more of the story, and it was just a good movie all around. So it made me want to go back watch one i'm like okay i understand it now watch too fast too furious understand where these guys other guys came in 
and then understand. Well, I didn't understand Tokyo Drift until later when Han died in six. Or no, he yeah at the beginning of six. So it wasn't because of the Rock, which Kyle made that comment years ago. <laughs> asshole. Because that was Fast Five when he first showed up, and I was already into Fast Four before Five was even announced. It was going to be in theaters. So there we go. I mean, I just like the story. It's like uh, there it really is no story, and... though. There really is no story. It's kind of like <laughs> it's it's about family. Well, I've actually seen a few of them. I would say the first one is good. And the ones with The Rock were were good. And uh, the one where The Rock did the spinoff with Jason Statham, it was decent. But, I mean, I feel like I've tried to watch some of the other ones, and it just, I, I don't know. It's like, it's kind of like... Did we lose Kyle now, too? I want to think so. <laughs> wow, we are having technical difficulties today. Um, See, I, the the shell shock, you know, it just shocked the whole system. Talking about talking about Fast and Furious is <laughs> making is making our connection just drop. Um, let me let me let me text him real quick if he didn't realize that we already lost him or if, if he can't hear us right now. I can uh, hear you. Can you oh, hear me? Yes, yes, okay. we can. You were you were you were going on, sir, about how how it was terrible. Please continue. <laughs> um, I was saying that the first one was a good movie, and the ones with the rocks. The Rock, and then this, his spinoff was good. I mean, it was decent. But then the other ones just kind of feel like it, it's just, like, mindless. Like, you could just put it on and not even, in, like, have your brain, like, engaged in it, and you just watch it. It's like a mindless action movie. I, I don't feel particularly connected to it. I just feel like they keep coming out with these movies, and people keep watching them for some reason. It's kind of like... Shows like I don't know, like My Six Hundred Pound Life. Like, why do people watch shows like this? I mean, do you want to see these really big people have this problem with food? And it's just, or like the Kardashians. Like, yes. everybody I feel like says they hate the Kardashians, but for some reason, the show has been going on for a long time. I mean, <laughs> if there's something if about that's that. One show. That is one show. I am glad is gone. It made no sense at all. It was just about a bunch of fake, you know, boob, fake-faced people that made no sense and had a lot of money doing it. I, maybe that, maybe that's just a part of, like, our culture. We just like watching mindless stuff, or maybe we like watching stuff that we could hate on. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why people watch Fast and Furious. They just like to secretly <laughs> hate on it. They just like watching movies that they secretly hate. I, I guess for me... I just enjoy, you know, when something continues that I, you know, got into, even though I wasn't into it at first. But I don't know. I guess maybe which ones, honestly, for you, was it Too Fast, Too Furious, and Tokyo Drift that were like, you know, just didn't do it for you? I didn't see the Too Fast, Too Furious because everybody said it was awful. But... Um, I think I tried to watch one without The Rock in it. I don't, I don't really remember which one it was, to be honest. And I was just like, I, I can't get through this. I just I just can't. And I gave up. I mean, the, there really hasn't been one without him. 
except this new one that came out. And the one, and Two, two Fast, Two Furious, Tokyo Drift 4 and 1, they didn't have them, but I think this first, the number nine is the first one without him that I believe. Yeah, because he was in the eight. Because he helped out, get try to get that brought out, you know. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I mean, I guess I get it, but it's like, I don't know. I just, just, it's one of those franchises I can't get enough of. I mean, it's like you guys in your Star Wars. I wish they'd it's, stop making those. Hold on now. We're not comparing Star Wars. To, <laughs> we're not comparing Star Wars to Fast and Furious here. I, I, I guarantee. Well, I mean, the Fast and Furious fans might be able to beat up the Star Wars fans, but but I'll defend Star Wars until the the moon is blue. But um, you definitely um, don't need more of the Last Jedi. I'll, I'll definitely agree to that. Kyle, I'm gonna you look. Have you listened to Jedi talk yet? You short piece of shit. I was gonna yesterday, but the episode wasn't up. No, the episode's up now, you fuckwad. Okay, I want you to listen to the whole fucking episode because Brad and I called your ass out. And actually, um, our former drummer of Scourge, when Tim Marciano made it on the episode two to rip you on a comment that he left on social media. So I'm going to let you find that one in the episode. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll have to listen to you uh, guys. You probably sound like the Golden Girls arguing over like a crumpet. <laughs> you know, Ky- Kyle just doesn't like good cinema. I mean, this is this is the person that, that can handle okay. Luke Skywalker being a little dark. Mark okay. Hamill, look it up on YouTube. There's, there's. I don't a, care what Mark Hamill said. The movie's still fucking Mark good. Hamill's, Mark Hamill was telling us all along that this was going to be a bad film, and he was right. Luke Skywalker was right. Hey, Kyle, I okay. This this past Tuesday, I, I was in Orlando, right, um, dropping Jack off with with my co-host Evan uh, before we move out there, and I was given the brand spanking. And I was going to hold this a little bit later in the episode, but I was given the opportunity to visit Galaxy's Edge. Thanks to my co-host on Jedi Talk, Brad Hughes. So ended up going to Galaxy's Edge. I wore my very, very, very popular shirt that states the last, the last Jedi is canon. Wore that to the park. I was given, and I'm not exaggerating, at least 20 comments on the shirt from Star Wars fans saying, awesome shirt, way to go, that's spectacular. Um, not to mention a lot more people looked and were nodding along as well. Uh, and then even later on, when I went to Trader Sam's with the rest of the Jedi Talk podcast, I was still given compliments about the shirt because The Last Jedi is indeed canon, Kyle, and there's nothing you can do to fix that. That must well, suck. I, I doubt that it actually happened, but okay. It, it did. did those, people also, did those people also ask for your autograph because they thought you were Ariel? No, they asked for my autograph from this podcast because they love about how much I get to rip on you and and, and talk about how your opinions are un, invalid and, un, and unwanted to the masses. So people love my opinions; they are necessary. And I don't know about that, but um, so yes, so you were you were actually called out on Jedi Talk to come on to Jedi Talk and defend your point. So I'll I'll, I'll come on. I'll all right. Definitely- all right, the invite's there. The invite's there. Um, Mike, have you seen any Star Wars movies? No. No. Okay. Okay. How about we make um, a deal? How about we make a deal? All right. Okay. How, there, there are nine. There are nine Fast and Furious movies. Um, how many with the spinoffs? Like ten or eleven? Right now. Um. Yeah. There. Total of ten with this one 
and only spinoff right now. Okay. Okay. So I ten. have not seen. That's the one I have not seen. I have also haven't seen nine. Okay. Uh, do you have Disney Plus? Yes, I do. Okay. I will make an agreement right now, a handshake on this podcast, to watch all in order, Fast and Furious. I'll give it a shot, but I want you to watch all the Star Wars movies. Oh, boy. Okay. I'll do Deal? it. Deal? All right. Yeah. Start with the I, OG ones. Yep. Start. I will, I will text you the order to go into because it could get confusing for somebody who doesn't know Star Wars. So. Okay. All right. You, I will, I will you hit you up. The last Jedi. Kyle... Sit on a fucking tack and fucking bleed out of your fucking asshole, okay? Seriously. <laughs> I, I will say this. Um, there was a point in Fast 8 where I was really, really confused. And you'll see it when you do watch it. Um, they don't now, do time travel, do they? Huh? What's that? They don't do time travel, do they? No, 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 no. I, I wouldn't surprise me if... It wouldn't surprise me if they did in the future, because I know there's talk about them doing a Jurassic World thing with them, which Ludacris ripped a new... Ludacris even said, no, hell no. Fuck that bullshit. And I'm saying fuck that bullshit, too. Yeah. No, thanks. So, So, in eight, all of a sudden, Dom has a kid. By the woman that he was seeing when he thought Letty was dead. You're going to ask yourself, like I did, when the hell did she give birth? And I'll let let you figure that out when you watch it. Because there's no point in where time allows for her to be pregnant by him and give birth. And all of a sudden, the kid looks at maybe a year old. Oh, it just that part did not make sense to me. Oh, I'm sure there will be other things in this franchise that don't make sense to me, too. But I'll save it um, and I'll give it a good, honest try if you give Star Wars a try. So, um, Mike, did you have any any last things you wanted to wrap up with? You could certainly stay on the rest of the podcast. Kyle and I got got a couple more topics we need to talk about here. Uh, I really got nothing much. Um, I just got to ask Kyle, um, how's your mother been? I knew that that was coming at some point. Uh, I, I miss I seeing you... her. I miss seeing her at the time clock. We had good conversations. Uh huh. I hope you drop your frosty the next time you go to Wendy's. Yeah, it's funny. Funny. It's it's for all for all the jokes we make about Kyle's mothers and each other's mothers. Mike and Kyle's mom really did work together. So so that is that is kind of funny. Did Kyle drop off again in anger? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, all right, Mike, you could certainly stay on, but we've got a couple more things we, we're going to talk about. Uh, back to the D.C. world. I've got two stories here specifically. Kyle, remember when we talked last podcast about that stop, stop motion comic by the Lightcast podcast? Um, they were doing Zach, J- Zach Snyder's Justice League 2 and 3 storyboards. They were turning it into a comic book. We were excited about it, but we still wanted it on TV and seeing it in movies. And guess what happened? Twitter canceled the stop motion comic. I hate the internet. I really, really do. Twitter users are claiming plagiarism. So what they basically were doing is they were taking already existing characters and pages that were penned by the likes of DC writers um, and adjusting it and changing it just a little bit to use for their uh, stop motion comic. And 
I honestly don't see the biggest issue with that. This happens a lot in art, and it's not technically plagiarism if you're going to change it up a little bit, right? What do you think, Kyle? You know what? Like, you never know what's going to happen because they cancel stuff and then they bring it back and then they cancel it again. I mean, I want I want more Justice League, and I don't care what needs to happen for that to, to what needs to be done to make that happen, but it definitely needs to happen. So somebody make it happen. Yeah, I, I hope I hope that the people that that the light side of this wins out because I'd love to see this lightcast podcast, you know, get a chance to see this vision played out if we're not gonna get anything more. Right. I have to live in the reality where our Lord and Savior Zack Snyder might not ever get a chance to put and finish his Justice League storyline outside of the Justice League Snyder cut that we've already received. You know, I have to admit, you know, I can yell for it, but outside of yelling for it and telling people I want it and putting my money where my mouth is and, and, you know, telling Warner Brothers with my wallet that I don't want to see anything that isn't connected with Snyder and unless he gets a chance to finish it out first, you know, there's nothing I can do. Basically, it's the point I'm trying to make. So I'd love to see this get finished out. Hopefully, hopefully enough people voice and say it's okay. I'm sure they're running into issues with funding because if they're a podcast and we know being in a podcast, you don't make really much, if any, money doing this. We haven't made a single cent doing this. So it's tough to do that unless you have sponsors. Um, but what it's not tough to do is be excited for Aquaman 2. And Jason Momoa has arrived in London for Aquaman 2 filming. And he confirmed that his hair, or at least some of it, will look more comic accurate like the Arthur Curry that we know of and be a little bit blonde. So, uh, Mike, I'll ask you real quick, if you're still on. Have you seen Aquaman, the first no, one? I haven't. Okay. I haven't seen any of them. Okay, that's fair. I, mean, I know Kyle and I have seen Aquaman. Uh, it made over a billion dollars. Um, fun film, you know, has, I'm sure, some issues. You know, pacing could be complain to it but overall i think it's it's a pretty good flick off the top of my head i'd probably give aquaman like a seven out of ten i'm very excited to see aquaman too uh especially since now you know he's king of atlantis so kyle where's your where's your excite meter for this that they're starting with this production and filming i'm really excited i think it's great that they brought a like a you know maybe not a popular dc character to life and made him a badass and when he was notoriously probably one of the most mocked superheroes out there um and so the fact that it, it'll be interesting to see what he means by having his hair more blonde right. i don't necessarily feel like they need to do that but uh, i mean i think he looks great as is but it's cool to kind of see some transition yeah yeah it'll it'll be pretty cool especially now that he's king he's he's donning the more comic accurate armor um, it should be really good. You know, Jason Momoa does Arthur Curry and Aquaman very well. Um, again, remember who cast this character? J uh, you know, Zack Snyder cast him. So this is this universe we're living in. You know, I want to see more Black Manta. I, I want to see more of Orm, uh, especially with the now kingdom being under Arthur's control. So looking looking forward to it. Uh, and the last bit of thing I want to wrap up with DC. Kyle, did you, did you watch the most recent episode of The Flash? Um, I did not. But what in God's name was that duel of the fates lightsaber battle that i keep seeing on the internet i you know what they just wrapped up the season and like i had the, like the episode before i just said i'm done like i watched okay. half of it and then like he his son and daughter from the future showed up 
And then I'm just like, I just can't do it anymore. I just cannot watch it anymore. So, but there was a lightsaber fight. What? Yeah. So, um, Barry and um, Thawne, Reverse Flash, were ho- were fighting Godspeed, and they were holding like lightning bolts, but they were treating them like they were lightsabers and swords. And they were just fighting, and it looked like it was ripped directly from Darth Maul versus Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan Kenobi from Episode 1. Uh, and somebody somebody took the episode and then just put Duel of the Fates behind it. So it's like, nah, 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 while they're fighting, you have to see it. You have to see it. it, it it's I mean, like like I get the appreciation and um, the, the sincerest form of flattery is, is you know— um, where was I going with that? Which is like, I guess, paying tribute to the actual, you know, moment, you know, paying tribute to Star Wars and such an iconic moment. You know, I get it when other creative people do that. You know, I if, if I was in a position, I'd probably do a lot of callbacks to Star Wars and DC things just to pay my tribute to those. But this was just weird out of the moment, out of out of the context. And uh, I've admittedly say I'm not watching Flash, but like this show has jumped to the king shark and um i'm i'm glad you're done with it because i i was done with it a while ago and maybe maybe i'll be bored enough in the future when the flash is done i can binge it on hbo max and and truly get a lesser appreciation for it than i do now you probably look at, won't yeah look it up look up the lightsaber battle all right i'll have to do that Ooh. speaking of upcoming marvel uh, flicks that we talked about earlier. Um, we haven't talked too much about Doctor Strange 2 and the Multiverse of Madness, but we do know we're getting um, Wanda back, and we're getting the Scarlet Witch back in that movie. She is confirmed, and she's finished with her scenes, I believe. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, who plays Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, has said that Sam Raimi, the director of the film, is making the scariest Marvel movie with Doctor Strange 2. Kyle, I want to hand this one over to you. You're the horror buff out of the two of us and even, I believe, the three of us on the podcast right now. Do you want to see a scary Marvel movie? I absolutely do. Although I, I kind of have a feeling that I might be disappointed uh, with that. But I think it, it'll be a good change-up because as Black Widow showed us, the formula is starting to get a little bit stale and predictable. So... I'm really I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange. I really was surprised by the first one. I like that they're taking a horror movie type of element, but you know they're, they're probably not going to go full throttle with that because they have to gear it towards kids. And remember, this is like sunshine and rainbows over at Marvel Land, so they can't be too scary. But um, so, but but again, like I think this is going to be a really good film. I think of all the films that are coming up. Uh, you know, that I'm the most excited for would be Spider-Man No Way Home and, you know, Doctor Strange, uh, Doctor Strange 2. I think yes, those sir. are really going to uh, be game changers for sure. Yep, absolutely. And I hate to sound cliche with being excited for those two, but bring it on. Um, Mike, I assume you haven't seen any of the Marvel movies too, right? No, I, you know, honestly, it's not that I don't hate it. Or, yeah, I don't hate it at all. It's just... I all my life never got into Marvel and DC stuff like like you guys. But I mean, I'm sure if you throw the movie right in front of my face, I'll probably enjoy it because usually I'll enjoy anything that's Marvel and DC. It's just I'm not hardcore into it. 
Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of interesting though cuz it's kind of hard to find somebody that hasn't seen the movies or really hasn't in, uh really hasn't, you know, gotten into it. Because those movies like even if you don't like haven't read the comics, like it they pull you in pretty fast. I mean, it's it might be worth a watch. At least I would say like if you're going to give it a try, start with the beginning with Iron Man. You might yeah. you might really like it. Most definitely, if, if, you know, you and the missus are ever looking for something to catch, you know, it's some pretty good stuff. Um, and I would say, you know, and you you saw the the Christopher Nolan trilogy uh, with the Batman Begins, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, right? Yeah, I know I, I own all three. So, yeah, because I was like, I know for a fact you and I, I went and saw I went and saw the Dark Knight Rises for a third time for me and the first time for you. I remember right. that specifically. So, yeah. So you at least can appreciate the DC part of it with Batman and all that stuff. So awesome. Cool. So um, some of the things that you might have to catch up on when you're done with Star Wars, especially if you're more interested in it, Mike, is the Mandalorian. Um, I'm sure you've heard about the Mandalorian, about Baby Yoda, about the child, Grogu, um, and everything's associated with that because talking about memes, you can't get away from a meme with Baby Yoda slash Grogu in it now. Um, so do you know who I'm talking about? I believe so. I mean, I've seen some stuff, like clips and all that YouTube shit, but yeah. I think uh, it seems interesting. I'll, I'll give it that. Uh, kind of, Mandal- it almost pulled me in like a while ago. I almost did put it on, and I'm like, uh, uh, but I got this to do. I can't start now, and then I won't be able to get get back to it. So I have to find the time. Well, if you get into Star Wars when when you're watching the movies, I, I'm telling you, The Mandalorian is going to you're going to like it a lot. So, but the point I want to make and Kyle, I know you'll be excited for this. And you and I talked about a little bit of what they just released at San Diego comic-con Brit some breaking news for star Wars yesterday, but the Mandalorian season three is reportedly in production. Thank God. You know, American cinematographer, I believe made mention that season three is currently in production. Um, cause they were talking about Pedro Pascal going from the last of us movie over to, um, Mando season three. Uh, Kyle, did you play The Last of Us? I'm a huge fan of The Last of Us. All right, so talk about Pedro playing that role because I don't know much about that. But what are your thoughts? It's a different pick uh, than the original character because the original character in the game is kind of like a guy who who seems like he might be from maybe one of the southern states because he's got like a southern accent, and so. That was a different choice. I I wonder like if they're gonna kind of keep that, you know, you know, true to his character. Maybe it doesn't really matter as much. But I think Pedro Pascal has definitely proven himself as a capable actor with The Mandalorian and uh, Maxwell, obviously Maxwell Lord from uh, Wonder Woman 1984. So this is gonna be interesting. Uh, the first game was great. Uh, the story was one of my favorite games, uh, game stories of all time. The second one uh, notoriously pissed me off, which it pissed off a lot of fans. And if you're not familiar with the game, oh boy. I mean, this is probably one of the most divisive games. Uh, The sequel was one of the most divisive sequels ever uh, released. Now, the gameplay of this game, the second one, is top-notch. It is amazing. Uh, Definitely, the graphics are great. The gameplay is great. The shooting is great. Everything is great about it, except the story just takes a major left turn. And for me, if you haven't played it, um, I won't spoil it for you, but 
I just think like the way that they did it, what they did in it, it was kind of like they were trying to be like Game of Thrones and it just failed miserably. Like when you do stuff like this, you got to you got to build it up better. And again, it's like I could probably dedicate a whole episode to my problems with the storyline with that, but I digress. <laughs> oh, no. Nice. Have you played it? Have you- yes. Yes. I, I didn't play the first one. I did play the second one. It, it was quite interesting. The first one is is a good game. Like it's a little bit dated, but it is it is still very replayable. Um, definitely, definitely uh, recommend it. See, I'm always late to the party. Same thing with Red uh, Red Redemption. It, I got into two, and now I understand there was one, and that one was just as good. It's like, why am I so late to this shit? Well, that game is huge. I mean, that game is is like you could you could literally play that for like months. Right. Yeah. Both of those, both one and two. So, what are you playing right now, Mike? I've been playing uh, off and on between MLB the show and uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> nice. I just had to put my PS5 away in preparation for the move, which is a week from today, by the way, we start our... Yeah, thank you very much for that. Um, have you still not been able to find a PS5, Kyle? Are you trying? I, I gave up. I'm I'm tired of the anxiety that goes along with it and following Twitter and the updates. Like, fuck that. Fuck PlayStation for doing this. Yeah, fuck seriously. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and fuck Twitter, too. I've been so on I got Twitter a, weeks. That's why I got a PC, so fuck PlayStation. I'll just get all the games on PC, and then... When I can walk into Best Buy leisurely and buy a PlayStation 5, I will do that. I get it. There's a pandemic and blah, 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 blah. But the rollout was absolute dog shit. Come on. We're, we're, yes, you're right. There was a pandemic, but we're in 2021. At what point do we stop blaming the pandemic? Like, I feel like these companies are taking liberties. Like, you, every single company you call or the website you go to, and I've seen a lot of this with the move, you know, looking into moving companies, looking into storage companies, looking into people coming to pick up trash, even looking into selling things. It's like, due to COVID-19, this, that, and the other. It's like, when do we stop blaming the fucking, you know, virus, you know, that we've proven that we could continue our economy and continue living, you know, not in fear, but being careful with with each other. You know, when do we stop, you know, relying on that? You can't blame not having people who, you know, who work for your company. There are people out there looking for jobs. OK, you know, there are a lot of people out there looking for work. And I guarantee you, um, you you put a job out there. You could hire somebody that you'd be happy with in an instance. Um, you know, people are looking. So the point I was really trying to make with this is. um with COVID, like you were talking about with, with the games, Kyle, I, it's just, it's come on, come on, everybody. Can we, can, can we stop with that nonsense? Stop with the excuse and pick things back up where they, you know, need to be picked up. Uh, you know, it goes with Disney too. Disney uses COVID as a response a lot, you know, bring your cast members back, bring those people back instead of hiring the new people and using those contractors. You know, that's a shitty move, especially if that were to be true. Uh, stop bringing people on part time. You know, it's proven that the guests are going to show up into Disney. Um, and I don't want to make this a little more of a mini ginger snaps because uh, we already did that today. But I'll get off my soapbox there. So, uh, Mike, any plans to visit a theme park in the future? I know you were just at Universal not that long ago. Yeah, hopefully next year. Just getting still getting through stuff financially. You know, I'm having issues with my Jeep. So ah, get, getting Jeep. that down. 
I mean, yeah, I just had it fixed about a couple times already. Same situation, just trying to pinpoint the real issue. I think we finally got a reissue down pat, but we'll see what happens. That there's a reason why they stopped making that kind of Jeep anyway. <laughs> Might be time for a new car too. That will be in the works. Bring Probably back the Geo. <laughs> <laughs> that poor Geo. <laughs> Can I can I can I share what my favorite Geo moment was? And Mike, you promise not to get mad at me if I share this moment. I already know you're gonna bring it up. Okay. And this is Ky- this is probably Kyle's favorite moment too. But when Kurt Nitsky put the piece of cake on your car after the party, and he said you thought you were gonna eat it off, and you tried to wipe it off with your windshield wiper, and you weren't, and it just made a bigger mess. It was one of the funniest moments of my life. <laughs> you know what's funny? I just had a similar incident. At a wrestling show lately, uh, recently, a very very similar. You know how I, I use the wipers to try clean it up, but it made it worse. Well, yes. There were, <laughs> there, during a match, after a match, um, someone got pied in the middle of the ring. Try cleaning up a pie with a broom. Did, you tried to clean up pie with a broom. That is what they gave me. <laughs> they, they gave me a broom. So it, at first, yeah, sure, it was working. It was getting the hard stuff onto the plate, you know. But uh, over time, the broom gets soggy, and it, there's nothing That's else to sweep up. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty pretty similar. Couldn't clean it up with uh, wipers or um, broom. And I was getting pissed because they didn't think this through. Like a... It was like a waste of a pie and a waste of a good piece of chocolate cake too. Like seriously, yeah. I yeah, with people wasting. Cake. What's with people wasting good good food like that? I remember I that night. I remember that night because I went. It was at uh, Vince's grandma's house, right? Yes. Yeah. I went down there and I went right in Kurt's face. <laughs> I was I was ready to throw down. I mean, one cake. one couldn't like not understand like trying to eat it off the, the the windshield because i mean i don't know i mean it's chocolate cake after all i mean would would really anybody judge somebody for that i i think that i mean like what if it was a beignet tom i know you would do that uh pff, i'd do it if it was giordano's deep dish hell yeah and i guess i was just triggered because it was a car and it wasn't even <laughs> my my car it was my parents car and i'm trying to keep it you know clean and not messed up even though i got into two accidents with it but (laughs) oh good stuff um last bit of news here uh with and we'll wrap up for today's fun show um i'm excited for the kenobi series coming to disney plus talking about star wars news uh two rumors here hints at the return of a villain from the rebels animated series um, so, Kyle, this is the uh, an Inquisitor, and we know Inquisitors from Jedi Fallen Order, obviously. So he's the fifth brother, Inquisitor, so a little bit off from the second sister who we've fought and the ninth sister who we fought in Fallen Order. But this is the fifth brother, and reportedly the fifth brother is going to show up in Kenobi and confront Obi-Wan. Uh, so, obviously, we've been hearing more and more rumors that the Inquisitors are going to be dispatched from Darth Vader to go after Kenobi, once he learns of his, his existence on Tatooine, 
Uh, it sounds like that Kenobi is going to be planet traveling as well, just like the Mandalorian was. So everything won't be on Tatooine, which I'm good with. You know, it could get it could get boring for it to be on Tatooine over and over again, unless they explore more of Tatooine and it, you find out it's more than just a planet full of sand. Uh, and also, uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie Bird Box on Netflix, um, but the little girl from that movie, movie Vivian Lyra Blair, has reportedly been cast as a young Princess Leia. So we know, you know, Kenobi wow. at the end, yeah, at, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he takes Luke to his aunt and uncle on Tatooine, and then Leia goes off with um, Bail Organa to go live on Alderaan to be a princess. Um, obviously, she got the better of the two there. You know, Luke was a moisture farmer and Leia was a princess. So, and Leia lived longer too. So, anyway, uh, she, she got the better of the deal. But anyway, uh, but she did have to watch her home planet blow up. So, I guess that was pretty bad. But then again, Luke had to show up and see his burnt to a crisp aunt and uncle. So, there's there's comparisons there for both of them. But I digress. I'm going on a rant with that. So, yeah, we've got a lot from Kenobi coming up. Hopefully this wraps production soon and we can get a trailer for Kenobi because I think when they release the trailer, his lightsaber is going to get released at Doc Ondor's and Galaxy's Edge. Um, speaking of Galaxy's Edge, I showed you uh, the most recent hilt I got, the Count Dooku's. How badass is that? Really badass. That, I'm, I'm, I'm never, like, not surprised by them. Right? Yeah, and his is excellent. You know, for a character who showed up in one and a quarter of a movie uh, to meet his demise up by Anakin has one hell of a badass lightsaber. So, all right, guys. Well, that that about wraps up the fourth Mother Box rants today. Um, Mike, you got any uh, last things you want to say to the people? Um, anything you're doing? I, I know you're involved in a couple of wrestling podcasts here and there that might be on hiatus, but um, where can the people find you? And, and anything you want to leave uh, before I turn it over to Kyle to give us the last uh, word of the day um basically if this podcast you know does come back eventually hopefully on a new night when i can do it uh it's called the gorilla position on blog talk radio and i guess the reason why we are waiting to do it because it's going to be live and we're trying to do different things on different platforms um but yeah, Gorilla Position, Block Talk Radio, Open Talk, 313 to Flash. If that ever happens again, if not, whatever. It is what it is. Too much drama with the one co-host as it is. I've told you this many times now. It, yeah. It, it's so stupid. Um, then uh, I guess um, I'm not really on it, but I like to plug it anyway. My buddy Steve, who also does the Gorilla Position, the main host, uh, him and C-Red, uh, they have their podcast called the power hour you can see it on youtube uh, the, uh you can look up power hour uh steve errand uh i believe it's a h r n e whatever just look it up power hour <laughs> it, it, it's there i can't spell his last name for the life of me they talk That's a lot of wrestling so if you're in if you people are into wrestling go to that um i like to plug his show because they bring in some guests they talk. They they got a whole nice thing going on. They uh, recorded on Zoom and then they put it out on Facebook and YouTube. So there's that. Other than that, you can find me on Facebook at Michael A Norot N A W R O T. Twitter, whatever my handle is these days. Um, I'm barely on it. Um, 
I'll add your handle in the show description. I'll add your handle right. in the show description. All Make right, it cool. easy. So cool. awesome. Um, speaking of wrestling, I haven't watched it in two months. Like I officially said, I was done with it. Um, especially with the most recent, you know, releases. And there was a rumor about uh, CM Punk and uh, Daniel Bryan going over to AEW. Um, if that rumor pans out, I just want to say I will start looking towards watching wrestling again in AEW exclusively because I am a punk mark. But um, you can follow the show at Fourth Motherbox on Instagram and the Fourth Motherbox uh, podcast page on Facebook where we have an exclusive group. You know, just hit me up. Let me know you want to join and I'll get you in on there. Thank you for lasting with us today. Thank you for joining, Mike. Um, all in good fun with the Fast and Furious stuff, and I can't wait for you to hear your thoughts on Star Wars, and I'll give you my thoughts on Fast and Furious when we both watch the franchises per our bet and our agreement. Um, but, yeah, so, Kyle, I'm handing it over to you, sir. Give us the last word of the day. Well, we didn't really talk about anything specific other than news, but I'll say this, and this is not DC, Marvel, or anything comic book related. Here's some good words of wisdom that you could all take home to your families. Never, ever waste a Frosty, a chocolate cake, or a pie.